you really think I'll fit through there? Just breathe in. But it's so narrow. I know. I'm starting to regret that burger. Oh, can you turn the torch back on? I didn't turn it off. Did you bring spare batteries? Huh? Welcome to KidCast and welcome to episode 5. I was just thinking this is actually our Christmas episode. So I want to wish all our listeners a very happy Christmas. Maybe you're listening to us on a long car journey visiting friends or family for Christmas. And if that's the case, we hope that we make that journey go a little bit quicker for you. Now this week, crawling with me to our cave studio is the one and only... Noah Reardon. Noah, episode five. It has been a really busy couple of weeks, especially given that our studios are in such strange locations. Like it was pretty touch and go back there. Pretty hard to get to here through the cave and everything. Did you see any stalagmites or stalactites on the way? I saw some stalactites. Can you remind our listeners what stalagmites and stalactites are? I think what happens is when the water gets into the cave, it's slowly drips down onto the same spot and eventually what happens is the water evaporates and the minerals in the water are left behind and makes a stalagmite and so when the water drips from the ceiling to the floor those minerals start to build up 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 like a pointy tower and when the minerals gather at the ceiling they start to drip down like an icicle. Yes they do look a little bit like an icicle and they are white as well aren't they? Yes they are. Have you ever been in a cave before? I've never been in a cave before today. Have you been in a cave before? I actually visited the Alawi Caves in County Clare and some of our listeners might be familiar with the Alawi Caves because they're very cool caves and they're also one of the oldest cave systems in Ireland. But even though they're one of the oldest caves, they actually weren't discovered that long ago. They were only discovered in 1944, which is only about maybe... 80 years ago. But you know how they were discovered? There was a farmer who was out walking his dog and the dog was chasing the rabbits. And when the farmer caught up with his dog, he saw the entrance to the cave and he walked in and he was like, oh my God, this is a cave. This is so cool. Do you think he told anyone? Probably, like... He didn't tell anyone for 30 years. So he had discovered this incredible cave in Ireland and he kept it all to himself. And eventually when he did tell people and they went to kind of like explore the cave, they found the bones of two brown bears and they reckoned that those bears' bones were about 10,000 years old. How cool is that? That's pretty old. Yeah, really old. And also, that means that bears used to live in Ireland. And they don't anymore. That's good. Yes, that is good. I'm so glad that we don't have bears anymore in Ireland. Although bears do feature in your Around the World interview later on. Can you tell our listeners what else we have to look forward to on today's show? Yeah, there's lots going on today. Around the World brings us to Eric in Sweden. Robin has been working on some tough mystery sounds. Carol will be introducing us to the world of Colour Guard. And I'll be chatting to author and writer for the Irish Times, Sarah Gilmartin. But before we go to the newsroom, I have a riddle for you and our listeners. If you drop me, I will crack. If you smile, I'll smile back. What am I? If you drop me, I will crack. If you smile, I'll smile back. Well, it's not a baby, because... babies (laughs) don't crack okay Uh, it's not an egg because Mm -hmm. eggs can't smile so something that can smile and can crack I'm going to have to think about that one and I'm going to give our listeners at home some time to think about that one too so stay tuned until the end of the show when we will find out what can smile and what can crack but for now Jack and Magdara are standing by in the newsroom 
podcast news. Hi, I'm Jack Gavin. And I'm Maclara Flavin. Reporting for KidCast News. In this week's headlines... Sharks spotted in Sligo. Ronaldo moves back to Manchester United. New Irish marine research vessel. Santa's take to the slopes. A huge shark was spotted off the coast of Sligo on Saturday. This isn't shocking news, however. Irish waters are home to a number of shark species, including the giant basking shark, the second largest fish, and the mako shark, one of the fastest fish. According to the Marine Institute, there are 35 species of sharks in Ireland. Some live here all year round, and others come here on holidays. The Portuguese striker Cristiano Ronaldo has moved back to Manchester United, where he spent most of his early career. Ronaldo was signed for 15 million euro to start off. He's well worth it though, as he already scored two goals in his first two games and is now arguably the best player of all time. Ireland is getting a new boat to explore our seas. Named after our famous explorer, the RV Tom Crane will help scientists study the seas and oceans around Ireland and further afield. The vessel will be able to go to sea for at least 21 days at a time and work in harsh sea conditions. It will carry out a wide range of marine research activities. You might spot it in Galway docks from time to time. Hundreds of people have volunteered to take to the ski slopes wearing full Santa costumes. This event took place for the grand opening of the Sunday River Ski Resort in Maine, America. But before the Santa started to dash through the snow, they had to give $20, raising thousands for local charities. At least one green costume Grinch snuck his way into the mix. I'm Mathara. And I'm Jack. Reporting, reporting for KidCast News. Happy Christmas! Thank you, Jack and Magdara. My goodness, a ski slope full of Santas in America. Well, that would certainly get you in a festive mood. Noah, you've been to America a couple of times, am I right? Yes. Can you tell me about your favourite holiday? Uh, one of the times we went to uh, Miami, it was super sunny. We went in a Rolls Royce. What? Yeah. And who was driving the Rolls Royce? It was like an Uber or it was like a taxi. So you were driven in a Rolls Royce in Miami? Yeah. Oh my goodness, that sounds amazing. And it was like, it was warm at night time. And we, we also went to Orlando on a different holiday and we went to Disneyland. Oh my goodness. You know, I've never been to Disneyland. Really? Yes. What was the best thing in Disneyland? Splash Mountain. I really like Splash Mountain. We spent eight hours there. Eight hours on Splash Mountain? No, eight hours in Disneyland. Okay. I was like, okay, he's very obsessed with Splash Mountain. Eight hours in Disneyland. Yeah, I'd imagine if I was going to go there, I'd be there the second the gates open and I'd probably be the last one to go. Is there anywhere that's on your top list of places that you want to visit? I really want to visit Australia. Why do you want to go to Australia? What is it that you want to see? Or I know do a lot about Australia. Yeah. I want to do parachuting and I want to do uh, water skiing. Oh, like jet skiing? Or no, water skiing where you're on well, skis? Yeah, on. and you're being driven across by a boat. Oh, And wow. you're holding on and you can... Some people do handstands and all. Oh my goodness, that sounds incredible. So your top place to go is Australia. What about you? Where would you like to visit? You know, I keep telling everybody this. I really want to go to Thailand and I still haven't managed to get there. First of all, I love Thai food. Do you like Thai food? I've never tasted Thai food, but I really like Chinese. Well, then I think you might like Thai food. 
And second of all, I believe from what I've seen, they have the most beautiful islands of uh, Thailand that I'd love to explore. And third, I'm a big fan of Thai massages. And the women who do Thai massages are like super, super strong. And I always feel like really loose and really free after a Thai massage. You know, I heard that Swedish massages are pretty good too. And who was telling you that? It might have been Eric by any chance. You'll have to wait and see. Hi, I'm Eric and I'm nine years old. I live in Knislinge in Sweden, but my dad is from Dublin. Sweden is a Nordic country in uh, Northern Europe, bordering Norway and Finland. The capital of Sweden is Stockholm. We have a population of 10.4 million, which is twice the population of Ireland. Hi Eric, welcome to KidCast. How would you say welcome to KidCast in Swedish? Welcome to KidCast. Welcome to KidCast, is that right? Yeah. What language do you speak at home? Both languages, Swedish and English. So you said Sweden is in Northern Europe. Does that mean it gets quite cold? Yes, it does. Winter here is colder and the summer here is warmer than Ireland. Would you get lots of snow in the winter? Yes, we do. What fun things can you do in the snow? We can go sledding. I would like to do that. I wish Ireland got a bit more snow. We went uh, ice skating. I would love to do ice skating. Tell me about your school. What age do you start? At six years old. I started at four years old. How long is the day? It's like six hours. Five past eight I start and um, 20 past two I end my day. I would not like to do that. You just to get up at the crack of dawn. I start at about 45 minutes past eight and I end at around 2.35. Do you wear a uniform at school? No, nobody does it in uh, Sweden. I would wear a sports shirt and uh, sports trousers and uh, sports fleece. I would like to do that. Do you get two months of summer holidays like us? Yes. I would still like to be in Sweden though. What sports do you play in Sweden? Football, ice hockey and bandy. What's that last one? Bandy. It's like a hockey stick with a ball instead of a puck. Is it like hurling? A little bit. It's an indoor sport. Oh. The bandy stick and the ball is plastic. We play football. What team do you support? Manchester United. Same. My dad really likes Manchester United. He's watching the Manchester United match now. My dad too. What is your favourite music? Uh, 21 Pilots. I love 21 Pilots as well. And my dad loves 21 Pilots too. My favourite one is Heathens. Blurry Faces is my favourite one. What is your favourite TV show? Henry Danger. Henry Danger. Yeah, that's on in Ireland, I'm pretty sure. It's on Netflix and it's on Sky sometimes. What's your favourite breakfast, lunch, dinner and the most popular Swedish dish? 
Breakfast is Cheerios, lunch is fried egg on toast, and dinner is uh, carrot soup. That sounds nice. Um, Swedish dish is pickled herring, Swedish meatballs, and prince carp. It's a small smoked sausage. Oh, that sounds kind of nice. I know the Swedish meatballs are super good. Um, There's a load of tubed um food in sweden like lots of like tubed uh stuff like toothpaste kind of yeah what do you like to do with your friends i like to play football and cycle on my bike i love to cycle and yeah i play football a lot as well can you tell me about uh some of the native swedish animals we have a bear fox wolf a moose deer Reindeer, viper. It's the only poisonous snake in Sweden. That's good. I like snakes. And it's good to know there's only one of them. I'm pretty scared of bears, but I like wolves like quite a bit. Can you tell me a little about your royal family? We have a king and a queen, Crown Princess Victoria, who will be queen after them. She has a brother and a sister. The Swedish royal family is very popular in Sweden. I thought as a president. If I was to visit Sweden, what top three places would you recommend I visit? Skånesjur Park, an animal park with only Swedish animals. There is where I saw the bear. Go to an ice hockey match. I would like to go to an ice hockey match. Go to the Royal Castle in Stockholm, the capital of Sweden. Okay, I'll go there if I go to Sweden. Thank you so much, Eric. It was wonderful learning about Sweden. If you want to say bye in Swedish, you say hey då. Hey då. Bye. Bye. Oh, I love that. And I've spared you all, apart from poor Noah here sitting beside me, from my version, singing along to that beautiful Swedish Christmas song. We are well and truly moving into the Christmas zone here at KidCast today. So, Noah, what do you think of Sweden? Well, I really like everything that Eric said. It did sound like there was a lot of similarities between you and Eric. Yeah. What did you know or what did you think about Sweden before chatting to Eric? I thought it was just like Ikea and the Swedish meatballs and the tubed food. I'm glad that we found out a lot more about it. Yeah, but it really sounds like somewhere I would like to visit. And Eric was so friendly. You're right. Eric was so nice. You know, my favourite thing to come out of Sweden is probably the band ABBA. Do you know ABBA? No, I don't. I love their music. Like, do you know, um, Mamma Mia, here we go yeah. again. That's an ABBA song. So big, big Swedish band. Absolutely love it. Oh, and Dime Bars. Have you ever had a Dime Bar? Yeah, I have. I really like Dime Bars. Love Dime Bars. Are they from Sweden? They're from Sweden, yeah. Oh. You get them in Ikea. Do you? Yes. <laughs> you know, I was reading that more than half of Sweden is covered in forest. Wow, that sounds like a place that you could really get lost in. Yeah, like the cave. Like the cave, exactly. Yeah, a great place to hear waterfalls, moose, elk, deers. It would be a cool place to record some. Hi Robin, welcome to Kidcast. 
Lovely to be here. Are you ready for my first mystery sound? Yep. There you go. Electric toothbrush. Robin, is that an electric toothbrush? Yeah. Well done, Noah. We are off to a flying start. This is amazing. So we have one point for Noah and zero points for Robin. And I'm wondering if our listeners guess that as quickly as you, Noah. Do you have an electric toothbrush? No. So how did you guess that one so quickly? My mom and dad have electric toothbrushes. Aha, right. Well, that helps because you are used to hearing that sound. Well, well done, Noah. Well done, Noah. Are you ready for my second mystery sound? Yes. That's really hard. Um... There was a sound at the beginning and then it faded into a sort of a different sound. Will we listen to it again? Yeah. Is it like an oven or a fire or something like that? No. Oh, that is so hard. Can we have a clue? You find it in the kitchen. You find it in the kitchen? A packet opening. Okay, I think we need to listen to this one one more time and then we are going to go for our final guess because otherwise it's going to be a draw, Noah, and do we want a draw? No. No, we don't. Okay, here we go. Robin, are you ready? Noah, you ready? Oh, that's so hard. Can we have another clue? Yeah, you eat it for breakfast. Cereal. A cereal. That sounds like you're on the right track. But if I was to put some milk on, say, Cheerios, do you think it would make a sound like that? No. Is he right with cereal, Robin? Yeah. Okay, he is. Brilliant. So we're on the right track. Okay, for another full point, Noah, what kind of cereal? Like we have Crunchy Nut, Weetabix. Weetabix? Is it Weetabix, Robin? No. Uh... Oh, okay. We're so close. Uh, Go on then, Robin. Tell us, what is it? They're Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies, because they go... (laughs) Snap, crackle, pop. Yes, they do. Well done, Robin. And you were so close, Noah, when you were thinking fire, because that is like the Rice Krispie crackle, isn't it? So what'll we say? I think we'll have to go one all, because that was very, very specific and we did have to get a lot of clues. Do you think that's fair? Yes. Okay. And also, I don't think there's any other cereal that goes snap, crackle, pop. I would love to know if our listeners got that one. Thanks so much, Robin. They were fantastic mystery sounds. Thanks so much for challenging me, Robin. Bye. 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 What is Colour Guard? In a marching band, the Colour Guard is a team of performers who brings music to life through dances and routines using flags, fake rifles and sabres. Hi, my name is Cara and I'm going to tell you all about Colour Guard. Well, Colour Guard is dancing and gymnastics mixed together. We also dance with flags and other props. My favourite is probably the sabre. It's this huge sword and then you get to throw it up in the air and catch it again. You know in St. Patrick's Day parades you see marching bands and dancers? The dancers are actually in the Colour Guard. When I was younger, my mom used to be in one of the bands and she brought me to loads of competitions, even when I was a baby. I saw the dancers and I really wanted to do it too. I joined my colour guard team called Winter Festival when I was eight. I practiced with the rest of my team on Tuesday and then we practiced with the band on the weekend. I also practice in my spare time at home, but when it's nearly close to a competition, we practice all the time. I don't have to wear a uniform for practice, but you do have to wear comfy clothes that you can dance in. And I wear lots of different types of costumes for shows. 
You need to get a right costume to suit your show, and that's so fun, because then you get to try out new costumes every year. In the winter, the Colour Guard performs in indoor shows, where we get to dance to different songs. Like one year, I did a song to Cinderella. And then, in the summer, we get to do outdoor shows with the bands. I've performed lots of times in Ireland, competitions in the UK, and once we even went to Holland. I can't wait to travel to the competitions again. I love everything about Colour Guard, but what I love the most is definitely learning new things and performing with my friends. Thank you, Cara, for that fantastic insight into the world of Colour Guard. I have to admit, I had never heard of Colour Guard before today. Had you, Noah? No, but it sounds like lots of fun, especially because I do gymnastics. Oh, very good. And what kind of gymnastics do you do? In my gymnastics class, we do round-offs, cartwheels, backward rolls. We we do jumping on the trampoline. We try to do front flips on the trampoline. Oh, wow. That sounds like a circus. And would you be really tired after it? Because that sounds like you're using an awful lot of energy. Yeah, the back of my legs always hurt at the end of gymnastics. Oh, really? So you're using those muscles the most? Yeah. And what's your favourite gymnastics move to do? I love the round-off. That's my favourite gymnastics move. It's basically a cartwheel, but you run and you jump. But you jump you jump into the cartwheel or you jump out of the cartwheel? You jump into the cartwheel. Ah, right. Excellent. I really don't think I would be able to attempt a cartwheel or a handstand or a crab. You know, in fact, I think if I was to do a crab, I'd probably end up looking more like a slug. I'd be like a big lump lying on the floor. <laughs> a slug. That's funny. Slugs. Insects. You've just reminded me. What do you call a fly with no wings? A walk. Did you know spiders are not insects? They are arachnids. Did you know slugs have four noses? Did you know one dung beetle can drag over 1,000 times its weight? That's like a human pulling six double-decker buses. Did you know butterflies taste with their feet? Did you know fruit flies were the first living creature to be sent into space in 1947? Did you know caterpillars have 12 eyes? Did you know a cockroach can live up an entire week without its head? It could go longer, but because it can't drink, it dehydrates. Did you know it is estimated that there are one million ants for every human in the world? Well done to all the kids at Little Duke Theatre in Drogheda and Trading Faces in Galway for bringing us those fun facts about insects. Did you know that slugs have four noses, Noah? Nope, I didn't, no. (laughs) Did you know that cockroaches can live up to one week without their head? I absolutely did not know that because I don't think I've ever allowed myself to be around a cockroach long enough to figure that out. Have you? Nope. No. I believe that the main type of cockroach that we have in Ireland is a German cockroach and they're about the size of your thumbnail. But you know, when I was seven, I lived in Australia for a year and I remember when we came back to Ireland and we were unpacking our boxes after moving home and this gigantic cockroach fell out of one of the boxes and I got the fright of my life. I thought we were going to be responsible for the Australian cockroach infestation in Ireland. But unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, the cockroach hadn't actually survived the journey. I'm very glad he didn't survive the journey. (laughs) 
I imagine our listeners are too. So remind me again, who did you get to meet this week on When I Grow Up? I was so lucky to get to chat with Sarah Gilmartin, who writes for the Irish Times newspaper and just launched her first novel in September. I found this really interesting because I love books, but have never met a real author before. Well, let's hear how you got on. Hi Sarah, thanks so much for joining me today on KidCast. Uh, you're welcome, Lola. Thanks a million for asking me. I'm delighted to be here. First of all, can I ask you, did you always want to be a writer? I think that I probably liked books as a reader first uh, when I was a child. From that, I then probably, like in later life when I grew up, I decided I'd like to be a writer. How did you become a writer? So I started out... Uh, in journalism, first of all, I studied journalism in college after I studied English. And from there, I started to work as an arts journalist because I liked reading. So I started to um, think about writing my own stories. And I did what's called an MFA. So it's basically just a fancy term for a creative writing program. And then I wrote my first novel there. What was that novel? Uh, it's called Dinner Party, A Tragedy. And it was, it's just released. So it's all, it's very exciting at the moment. I saw that when I looked you up. How many books slash short stories have you written? Well, I've only written one published book, I should probably say. So it's my first novel that's been published. But I have one other book that I wrote a few years ago, but um, it didn't get a publisher. And then I probably have about six short stories that are published at this stage, I think. And I also, a few years ago, helped to put together a collection of short stories that meant reading other people's stories and then picking picking the best ones and putting them into a book. I would actually kind of like to do that. What what kind of books do you read? I've read White Fang. I'm, I'm going to read Under the Hawthorne Tree and I'm reading now Saving Sasha and I've already read Harry Potter three times. Wow, that's a really good selection. Yeah. How long did it take you to write your book? It took me about two years. So when I did one year in college and I started it there and then the second year I just did it on my own. So I got to the end of it. When you, when you finish a book, it's sometimes not really the actual end of it. Even though you think you're at the end, you kind of have to go back to the beginning and uh, almost write the whole thing or, or edit it again. What's your book about? It's about a big, messy Irish farming family. The, the main character in it, say, is a woman, an older woman in her 30s. So you probably wouldn't read it until you're a little bit older. And um, she sadly lost her twin sister when the girls were teenagers. So years later, she's having a family dinner party to kind of mark um, the anniversary of her sister. So that's how it starts. And that's kind of what it's about from there. Actually, it does sound pretty good. I would like to read that. Was it difficult trying to get ideas? I don't actually have any problems coming up with ideas. I have loads of folders on my computer with ideas in them. But my problem would be maybe finishing the ideas. Do you get writer's block? Sometimes because I'm a journalist, I'm able to, you know, say something has to be a thousand words, I'll be able to write it. But sometimes you read back in it and that a thousand words isn't very good. I know it needs to get a little bit better, but I don't know how to make it better, if you know what I mean. So I'll get a bit stuck then. In the Irish Times, you have to write reviews on books each week. Does it take you long to read them? I I do one book per week, so I'll read the book in the week. I'll have my thoughts, I'll make my notes. And then I will write the review all in the same week. Harry Potter, the fifth book, it has 800 pages. That took me about a week and a half. 
Wow, that is really quick for 800 pages. I feel like you might be able to get a job as a reviewer if you would like to when you're a little bit older. That's amazing. I want to be a pilot. Ooh, excellent. Have you been in the cockpit, Noah? My dad is a pilot. I've been in the cockpit of uh, Airbus A320 and A330 and I've been in a PC9. Wow. Okay, so you've seen a few. That's really yeah. cool. Well, good practice. Good, good, to, good to know what you're getting into. What was your favourite book as a child? I really loved Roald Dahl as a child. So I loved all his books. Um, but I think my favourite was probably Fantastic Mr. Fox. Roald Dahl's really good, isn't he? Yeah, I read a Roald Dahl book. I think it was Danny the Champion of the World. That's really good. Most people say that books are better than movies. Have you ever seen a movie that was better than the book? I actually couldn't think of a movie that was better than the book. Harry Potter. The books are way better than the movies. The movies are super short, but I really like the seventh movie. I think you would have to be about 12 to watch the full movie. Sad, but I cried in the fifth book when Sirius Black dies. That is a sad moment. I'm really happy to hear, though, that you say that the books are way better than the movies. That, that I agree with that really strongly. Okay, here's my last question. Do you have any good jokes? What do you call a three-legged donkey? I don't know. Wonky. <laughs> That's a good one. Right, I've got some good book jokes for you. Uh, yesterday a book fell on my head. Well, I only have my shelf to blame. <laughs> that is an excellent joke. I'm going to be stealing that joke for myself. Thank you very much. Why do words and punctuation always end up in court to be sentenced? <laughs> That's a classic. Sarah, it's been wonderful chatting to you. And thanks again for coming on to KidCast. Thanks a million for having me, Noah, and it was great to do it, and best of luck with the rest of the series. Bye. Bye. What a great interview, Noah. That was amazing. Did you enjoy meeting Sarah Gilmartin? Yes, I really did. It took her two years to write that book. Did you really think it would take that long to write a book? Around that. But I'd say it would be like five years to do a big, big book, like the fifth Harry Potter book. Because you said that was 800 pages, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really long. Right. We are coming up towards the end of the show, which means it's time for you to remind us what your riddle was. If you drop me, I will crack. If you smile, I'll smile back. What am I? Can I have a clue? No clues. No clues! No. Okay, is it a living thing? No. It's not a living thing. How can a non-living thing smile? Okay, I, I have absolutely no idea. Give us the answer. A mirror. Oh, that's so annoying because that's actually so easy. And it's totally not living. Oh, I can't believe I didn't get that. I am so bad at these riddles. I wonder, did any of our listeners at home get the answer to that? Well done, Noah. And if you at home have any good riddles or facts or reviews or anything else you'd like to share with us, just email info at kidcast.ie or message us at Kidcast on Facebook. We would love to hear from you. And we'd also love to find out where in the country you're listening from like this week's five high fives high five happy christmas from laura in Manute. high five from stacy in mahan county cork a big high five from colleen in west cabin And high five to all of you at home. 
That's it from us for episode 5. A big thanks to everyone who took part today. Jack and Makdara in the newsroom, Eric in Sweden, Robin for her mystery sounds, Hassini, Jack and Cara from the world of Colour Guard, Ben and the students at Little Duke Theatre Drogheda and Trading Faces in Galway, writer Sarah Gilmartin, and of course, my wonderful co-host for episode 5, Noah O'Reardon. I'm Kira O'Donoghue and you've been listening to KidCast. Tune in again next time and don't forget to follow and subscribe. Have a very happy Christmas. Bye. Bye.